What's up, and welcome to a brand new edition of Nerd Thug Radio. Blasting all over the AM frequencies, hanging out here as we always do. This is Corey DLG, and with me as always is little brother Nico. Hello, hello. What's going on, man? How you been? Uh, I've been alright, I'll be honest with you, Chief. <laughs> I've been alright. That usually that sounds like the beginning of somebody who's about to confess to running over someone while they were driving a train 10 years ago. Yeah. You know, Sonny, back in my day. <laughs> I did a bad, bad thing. Let me tell you about it. Uh, I would rather you didn't. <laughs> Breaks out, busts out the, the, the acoustic guitar. Oh, Lord, here it comes. <laughs> oh, no, this is going to be bad. <laughs> oh, man. Um. So, what's been going on? Anything, anything in particularly fun? Well, I mean, we're just we're just getting back uh, this weekend. I would have gone to a big tournament up in Dallas. We're not competing or anything. We're just going to hang out. Oh, that's gonna be oh okay. That's cool. Are you excited about that? Yeah, I mean, like it's gonna be pretty sweet, but like I don't know what to expect. So who knows? It could be <laughs> awesome or it could be terrible. <laughs> I just don't like driving to Dallas. I think that's what I'm just not looking forward to. No, I, I mean that that makes sense. I could see that 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 would be a problem. Um, man, I really can't find the name of this show on Netflix. This is weirding me out. It's not a real show. It was all a dream, Corey. It might not have been. You made up in your mind's eye. Anyway, there's a lot going on that we're going to talk about here today. Um, Young Justice snuck back with the second half of their fourth season. I feel like they, they keep like not promoting it, and then they're like, here it is, guys. Yeah, I, man, it's a really weird... I mean, you know, it's just kind of... We've talked about this a little bit. The the oh, We've talked about it a lot. The absolute mismanagement of DC properties on television. Yep, terrible. Uh, this doesn't change that feeling at all. <laughs> this only solidifies it even more. Um, it's not, I, I don't know why they don't like get excited when, I, I don't know, like they don't get excited, they don't. Yeah, because like Netflix is like, oh, we have a new thing, they're going to put it on every possible thing, they're going to put it in every genre, they're going to put it in every top 10, even if they're lying. Yeah, so what I like to do is I like to just. Once a week, I can log into Netflix and see all the new stuff, and then I can, oh, okay, this, I want to see your this, eh, whatever. Um, you, you can't really, like, if, you, if you're not looking, the DC stuff will sneak post past you and then just move on. Yeah, and then one day it'll be like, oh, man, I, I feel like Young Justice is pretty good. Let me go rewatch it. And it's like, there was a whole season I didn't watch? Right. When did this come out? And so that's sort of... What's like, happening? Is, it's like front page news. Like this was, this was half of the reason people bought the DC streaming app to begin with, right? And and like now it's, it's totally gone. And yeah, this know, rolled man. into what HBO, right? Yeah, now it's just on HBO Max. It's just another thing on HBO Max, right? So it's not really as. It's kind of weird. It's it's super weird. Anyway, this season they've taken an interesting approach. What they're doing is they're doing like two and three episode vignettes of things. 
and they're kind of taking a much more personal view. So, like, the first season focused heavily on a couple key storylines and a couple key characters. Uh, and the start of the new season is doing exactly the same. Two of the main stories they were focused on was Superboy, Miss Martian, um, and Beast Boy went to Mars. And they did it to meet Miss Martian's family and get married in a Martian ceremony. Superboy, Miss Martian. And Beast Boy is Miss Martian's cousin. So, mm-hmm. um, The second kind of half of this beginning of the fourth season was about Zatanna teaching a team of magical teenagers and then there's a war between um what's the etch uh not uh, what's the what's the chaos boy the bad kid oh you're gonna you're gonna murder me i don't know i can't think of his name right now anyway uh the one with the cat tickle i know exactly what you're talking about but i just don't know his name <laughs> uh, i keep wanting to call him etrigan but that's the name of the demon that jason blood summons yeah so anyway, the kid and, and Tikal are having a battle against the new agent of chaos that the chaos gods or chaos lords send to Earth because the kid's not doing a good job. Very funny. Um, so there's a war going on between them, and Zatanna and her students and Dr. Fate are, like, trying to protect, like, you know, keep civilians safe during all of this and then also stop it. Yeah. And... They wind up deciding to help the kid, that they're better off helping the kid than not. Uh, better the devil you do know kind of a deal. But right. also Zatanna works it out to where the different students in Zatanna, she basically graduates her students and works it out that they are going to all alternate taking turns being Dr. Fate so that she can get her dad back. You know, because as we've established before, Dr. Fate is actually just a supervillain. Yeah, he is holding, he is, not only is he holding Zatara hostage, but he's slowly draining him of his life is something that gets established here because this Dr. Fate is such a powerful entity that the spells he casts are such a, at a high level that it literally is, is, is physically taxing on Zatara. And as a matter of fact, as they enter this battle between the two Chaos Lords, Zatara makes Dr. Fate promise to be like, he, like he tells a love story to Dr. Fate about how Zatara's proud of his daughter and proud of his family and proud of like the accomplishments that they've done and he makes Dr. Fate promise to tell that story after Dr. Fate uses him up god like he's just the worst um and so like Dr. And Dr. Fate at first doesn't even want to agree to it he's like that is not my responsibility and he is like you owe me that much and he's like fine but then they come to this new agreement at the end uh, but when like, but like when Zatara takes the helmet off, like he looks rough. Yeah, because it's symbiote—not even symbiote, straight up just being is using his corporeal form as a plaything. Right. Also, he spent like the last five years channeling this agent, like this god of order or whatever he's supposed to be. Yeah. Anyways, Doctor Fate is literally straight up a bad guy that just so happens to be fighting on the side of good. Yeah. There's no getting around that. Man, I like if you were to describe Doctor Fate in any other context, you'd be like, "Yeah, so that's the main antagonist, right?" And they're like, "No, that's the protagonist. That's the that's the <laughs> no, hero of the, the story." And you're like, "Man, for... this is bad." Yeah, he's the force for good. <laughs> and you guys are like, "You sure?" And, oh yeah, all the bad guys are way worse. Really? They can't be much worse. <laughs> <laughs> like how much worse? Like yeah. 
And just, it, it really, the answer is they are just killing more people at once than one. Yeah. Dr. Fate is slowly killing one person. They're just killing a bunch of people all at once. Right. <laughs> yeah. No faith, no respect. Like, and the worst part is that, like, Zatarik, like, he could just be lying the whole time. There's nothing, like, there's no contract binding them. Right. No, there's really not. Well, it's just, you know, their word. Yeah. <laughs> like, please tell my story once I'm gone. And then he dies. And then he's going to be like, I'm not doing that. I'm Dr. Fate. I got more important things to do. Right. Like, yeah, steal yeah. other people's bodies. Uh, I'm a little busy being a parasite to live. Hello. Hello. Um, it's really gonna, I gotta look it up because it's really gonna bother me what the name of the kid is. It's gonna be something stupid like Wicked or something. I, I, uh, probably. What's the, what's the cat's name? Clarion. Clarion. Clarion, Clarion the Witch the Boy. Witch that's boy. right. That's right. Glad I didn't have to figure out how to search that. That saved me a little bit of time. There you go. Um, I was gonna look up the hero clicks piece because I know he's there. <laughs> that's that's a good way to do it. So anyway, it, it, the first three episodes are back and they're focusing on turmoil in Atlantis. It's clear they're building to something large, and this one crosses directly over with the uh, some of the during the war between the Chaos Lord, the two Chaos Lords, they kept jumping around different uh, landmarks in the DC universe and blowing them up. And Classic. so that, at one point during their fight, they showed up in Atlantis and they blew something up and then went about their business. Well, that happens in the second episode of this trilogy of episodes. Makes sense. So, like, they're lining everything up for some sort of clear story. Uh, but it, it's sort of, I, it's good. I, like, I love Young Justice. They're, this is probably, I will say this, uh, this is easily the most woke season they've ever had. Um the character of Violet that they introduced at the beginning of this season into the or last year in the outsider storyline, she is further exploring her identity. Like, does she actually want to be Muslim or not? Does she actually even want to be human? Does she even want to be female? Uh, so they're getting into those questions now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she seeks out, you know, she's an entity, she's a mother box possessing a human body. So she right. seeks out the mother of the human body to ask about the Muslim faith and things like that. So they're talking about that during these episodes as well. Um, And they don't go too far into it, but they definitely give it, I would say the same positive vibe you would expect. If this were 1980 and she were asked about Christianity, it's almost like that same kind of vibe, which doesn't bother me. I'm not a religious person, so it doesn't affect me at all. But if I were one of those people who were like, you know, those people who are under the impression that we're in some sort of, war on religions they they would definitely see an episode like this and have a problem with it probably yeah but i mean like at least it makes sense in terms of like the context of the character and it's not like yeah we're doing this has been it a... because of, like we're doing it because we want to it's like no it's like they wrote a character where it would make sense where they would have these questions yeah this is certainly not shoehorned in this has been the direction of this character now for easily a season and a half when she first she basically the first episode she resurrects as as only as indigo and has no memory of who she is beyond that and over the over the whole span of that first season they're trying to figure out what she is and she's trying to figure out because she only has she gets 
some flashbacks here and there, but she has feels no connection to the previous life of this body. And so even as she like develops crushes on a guy, she flat out tells the guy, she's like, look, I like you, but I don't consider myself a female. I consider myself a they, them, because I don't know who I am. And he's right. like, uh, oh, okay. <laughs> like, Dude, okay. Yeah. He doesn't say it, but basically as a 16-year-old boy, I'm thinking his head, he's probably just like, do you still have boots? Like, <laughs> That's what I care about. Like, I guess I will call you whatever you want. Do you still have boots? Um, and so, uh, yeah, it's definitely not shoehorned in. It doesn't feel, if you've been following her story, it doesn't feel forced at all. As I was watching it, I did feel like there's probably some angry letters going the way of HBO Max, but maybe not. I mean, I don't know. I see this is this is the benefit of having it under the radar. Only people who are actually going to watch it and care about it, not just complain about it. For sure, anybody who anybody who's been turning it off because of you know woke reasons definitely at this point has tuned it out because like they've covered some stuff already before now. Um, but there are definitely some interesting things happening in the plot too. Um, Aquaman figured out that Ocean Master is a clone. Uh, and I kept thinking when they brought him back in this little trilogy. I really, I, I have to rewatch it, but I'm pretty sure the team of villains, the bad guys, the light, they killed Ocean Master like a season ago. Yeah, this is fake Ocean Master. Well, like Ooh. when they brought him back in my head, I was like, did they, did they murder him? Essentially, there's a Justice League where like the kids play, so like the the moms get together and have like a day or two, like they'll hang out for an afternoon, like the moms of all the various kids superhero, like the girlfriends of the moms of the families of superheroes. So like some of these kids are superpowers, some of them don't, but all these kids are raised together basically. Yeah. And it's like a Justice League little safe house. Well, one of the episodes it's focused on like more parents keep coming and so eventually there's like 12 women in the house then it goes across the street and ocean i want to say it was ocean master but anyway there's a bad guy i think it was ocean master and he's hanging out with a sniper rifle and a bazooka like he's gonna blow up the house across the street and uh i think it was lady shiva who's like she's talking to him about it and she tries to convince him it's a bad idea maybe and he's like this is the ultimate first like this is the new war and she's like i was afraid you were gonna say that and then she kills him See, but if he's a clone, you can make as many ocean masses as you want. You're gonna have a. You're gonna have a. They're like, they're like the evil Justice League, but there's just <laughs> six copies of Ocean Master. <laughs> well, when he showed back up in this episode, for like it was like in the back of my brain, I was like, man, I really feel like they killed him already. And then, <laughs> he really should be dead. And then they say something uh, that Aquaman is like, that's weird that he said that. And then he tells his doctors to check his DNA, and then one of them's like, yeah, he's a clone. And I was like, that's right, they did kill Ocean Master. I was like, I knew I wasn't crazy. But, uh... Can't wait for it for Ocean Master's versions 2 through 7. It definitely is clearly going somewhere with that. Like, now Aquaman knows that they've... that they're cloning villains for some reason. Um... That's all we got right here. We're going to jump out to a break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little sports today, but also there's a, there was a, there's a show that snuck up on Netflix that is worth talking about. Um, so we're going to have ourselves a fun little discussion. This is Nerd Thug Radio. What's up, Night Owls? Corey DLG here. Wanted to make sure you guys know about the weekly schedule of The Adventure Begins, comics, games, and more right up there at 525 Woodland Square, Suite 130 in Conroe. 
Every Monday, they're painting miniatures. And on Tuesday, they're rotating between Digimon or Dragon Ball. On Wednesday, they have Yu-Gi-Oh! On Friday, they do casual Star Wars play of almost every type of game, including Legion and X-Wing Fighter, and of course, Magic the Gathering and Warhammer on Saturdays. Make sure to go to the Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and more, where all the nerds hang out. Alright, nerds, let me tell you guys about a good friend of the show, an 11-year veteran who served in Iraq as a sniper, and then became one of the coolest jobs in the world. In 2008, he got licensed to be a private investigator, a bounty hunter. I'm talking about Scorpion Investigations. Dot com. Everything from proof of infidelity to sweeping a home or business for bugs, microphones, cameras, bounty hunting, and even doing some bail bonds work. ScorpionInvestigations.com is who you need to contact for your security needs and background checks. ScorpionInvestigations.com Hey guys, Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio just letting you know that your party is not complete unless you're using the Sincere Smiles Photo booth. Go to SincereSmilesPhoto.com and go ahead and make a reservation there for a photo booth to have at your party. It comes with all kinds of props and fun things. It can print or even make digital photos for you. And most importantly, if you mention the Nerd Thug Radio ad, you get an additional hour for free when making your reservation. SincereSmilesPhoto.com, the photo booth for Corey your party. DLG of Nerd Thug Radio, making sure you guys know about TastyCajunButter.com. All the way from Hebert's Meat Market in the Woodlands, all the way down to the Galleria, and even Linda's Seafood in Baytown or Rose's Seafood in Seabrook, you can get yourself Tasty Cajun Butter almost anywhere. TastyCajunButter.com wants you to order some right there from the website. It's Tasty Cajun Butter is a creamy, delicious delight for seafood, chicken, or steak. It pairs well with pasta, potatoes, and vegetables. It's great for dipping, injecting, sauteing, or marinating. Make sure to check out TastyCajunButter.com. Up and welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. This is Corey DLG, and of course, we're hanging out here as always doing the Nerd Thug Radio thing. Little brother Nico co-piloting this train wreck with me. Yep, still here. Still here. All right. Um, so every once in a while, we dip our toes into the sports world. I'm a sports nut. I love sports. Sports is a big part of pop culture. There's enough going on that it's worth discussing. We 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 can we can. Build up bundles of it and then talk about it all at once. Um, the most, I think, the probably the most newsworthy thing, particularly here in Houston, um, has been the trade of Deshaun Watson to the Texans or from the Texans to the Cleveland Browns. Um, the Cleveland Browns gave up a first round pick and then a later round pick three years in a row, and the Texans are giving up Deshaun Watson and I believe Man, we got, like, like everything for him. What? We got like yeah, we got six draft picks for him, and I think we only gave up uh, a sixth round pick and him. That's awesome! Um, wow, that, it's, okay. It's a considering really the last time we us. traded to the Cleveland Browns, we had to give up. We had to pay them to take our guy. Correct. Uh, if you flash back six ish years, we had to give them a second round pick for them to take Brock Osweiler and his twenty million dollar guarantee contract. The Browns actually gave Deshaun Watson a pay raise. Of he had a four-year, I think, one hundred and seventy million dollar extension that was about to kick in with with the Texans. This trade protected that contract for the for the next team. The Browns went ahead and added a bunch more money to where he now had a four, maybe yeah, it was a four-year, two hundred and thirty million dollar guaranteed contract that is i'll be honest with you very dumb and 
because the NFL has no integrity. And that's kind of what I want to dip my toe in here. They made the salary for this upcoming season only $1 million and gave him a bonus of $45 million. So that were he to be suspended any games this year, nudge, nudge, wink, wink, NFL, uh, he doesn't lose very much money. Wow. Thanks, NFL. When the trade happened immediately, the the knee jerk from the press and the social and the and the media was that the Texans didn't get uh as as much as people thought they should for Deshaun Watson. Um, I think they they I think they made out like a bandit, but uh, I also think they made out like a bandit. And, and here's what I have to say about it: first of all, he has a no trade clause, so he was telling what cities could even make offers for him. Secondly, I, I listen. I've said on this show that I am of the opinion that these are probably bogus charges against him. Um, we Nerd Thug Radio firmly is of the position that you believe all women and investigate all claims of crime. But I don't like this particular situation. There's enough question marks for me that my doubt is raised. That doesn't mean I don't take women seriously. However, the thing that's important to to fixate on here is this guy's accused of 22 sexual assaults this should be a median nightmare for every team trading for him in the nfl so the idea that we got any kind of value back for him i think is incredible yeah like one i thought he was way grossly overpaid anyways for someone who's only okay uh, no, I, I, uh, the consensus seems to be in the NFL that he is a top 10 quarterback. And I do think he is a, he's a winner and he's a good quarterback. The problem is he didn't play this whole year because of the situation and he will miss games next year. So there's a lot of commitment you're making to somebody who's going to be missing a large piece of football in your upcoming future. And that's what, that's what I mean by grossly overpaid. It's not the, it's not a skill issue. It's a, it's a being consistent issue. <laughs> Yeah, he will. He will be unavailable probably, a, a a portion up to a large portion, if not all of this coming year, probably, just from the NFL. Yeah, that's what I mean by saying like he's grossly overpaid. Like that's fair. And yeah, the fair Texans. The, the Texans are terrible, and I'm not going to deny that. Like the like, most important not... ability in the NFL is availability. True, and he don't have it. He won't. He that is in question for him. Um. But I, you know, they got a lot for him, and that was impressive to me. I think the general manager did a great job. It also means the Texans are coming into this draft and the next three drafts with two first-round picks. The first of which is is fairly high. I believe the Browns are somewhere in the uh, like middle of the first round, and we are, I think, the third. So we have coming into this draft. I think we have five picks in the top hundred or something like that. Which is, you know, pretty good. I That's mean, a good start to getting this team better. That's definitely, I mean, definitely I, gonna... aside from the fact that we can't pick anyone for anything, but you know, <laughs> what, our what, draft is, what this if, year wasn't bad. What was, what was our about... graph? What was what was our graph? Like we picked people that cost us money versus every other team. Um, it was pit, wins uh, over replacement is like a baseball stat, and someone applied it to NFL draft picks. Over the last like four years, and the Texans were the only team that went negative. 
yeah. Like the graph had to be like rescaled to fit us because we went negative. So essentially what that means is our guys are worse than the average for NFL draft picks over the last two years. Terrible. We are bad at picking. But we also haven't had a first or a second, and this is a new general manager. So and I mean, like we definitely got out of last year's draft unexpectedly a potential starting quarterback in the NFL. Um, in my friend circle, everyone's excited about Mills uh, about Davis Mills. They they think he is legit. Uh, I think we won four games last year, so I'm not in the position that he's legit yeah. yet. Um, I think he had a good rookie year, and I'd like to see consistency and more of it. Well, and now we're gonna we're gonna the the good thing is that we have we have good not prospects but like we're we're set up for good prospects. Correct, correct. There's the opportunity that we're gonna bring in talented players around him, um, which is always and, the goal. Which is always the goal, and so it might be better this year. Uh, but um, we need to see it. You know what I mean? We need to see it. Um, in the NBA. The Lakers have been eliminated from playoff contention. I think this is the second year in a row they're going to miss the playoffs. Oof. And more importantly Tough. than that, like this is the first time in LeBron James' career where there's like a he's he's going home early for like the first time ever. No, that's true. It's like this guy's played so many playoffs and so many finals. I don't think he even like. Well, like, we, does, does he know what to do with an April? Like, he's like, man, I'm usually playing basketball right now. I have so much free time. <laughs> what am I going to do with an extra month off? That's um, crazy. This Lakers team just wasn't built right. They had found some good young players last year, and then they didn't keep any of them. They went to other teams, uh, and they replaced them with really old players. Uh, Carmelo Anthony, I don't know who, I don't know, his agent and publicist must be some of the most skilled at their profession in the world. Because every time he signs with the team, people get excited. And they're like, oh man, Carmelo Anthony just signed with the so-and-so. And it's like, what is he going to, is he going to average seven points a game? Like, what is he? <laughs> like, yay. Like, who cares? Dude, you're just not a Carmelo stand. You're telling me that you don't want to get excited for four points? I It blows my mind. Okay. The year when the Rockets cut him early, they signed and released him. He didn't, he didn't wind up on another team. And then he spent the whole next, next season off. And then last year he signed with somebody, and this year he signed with somebody. Like, this is (laughs) – a year and a half. He just went home. He's not that good. What are you talking about, Corey? You clearly don't know anything about basketball. I guess not. And then Russell Westbrook, he always puts up numbers, but they're always in losing efforts for losing teams. And I think the reality is (sighs) – he can be the best player on your team, but it it means your team is at best like a bottom third maybe of the playoff set or top of the non-playoff teams. And it that, that's just the Russell Westbrook reality. And I, I don't know. I, it just feels like people aren't ready to admit that yet. We're still holding on to the dream, Corey. Ah, they're holding on to something, and it's not – 
honesty because there's not a lot of evidence that makes that makes there's not a lot of playoff evidence that anyone should be looking at and going, yeah, see, Russell Westbrook's definitely a guy. Like, no. I think just one finals appearance in his entire career. That's a fair point. And oh, it was hurts. Really, it, it was when he was with the Thunder with Kevin Durant and, and James Harden. Like, <laughs> yeah. it was a long time ago. Not only is that a long time ago, it's it's a heck of a heck of a surrounding cast there. Like James Harden came off the bench on that team, and but he, but he was still scoring like 20, 24 points. He was the sixth man, and the coaches had basically told him like, "Look, during your rookie tenure, Kevin Durant and, and Russell Westbrook are the starters, but you're the other starter, and we're going to give you starter minutes, but it's going to be like sporadic." And he was like, "Okay, whatever, I don't care." And so, and like, he, James Harden... Then he lazily walked around the court and scored a million points. <laughs> right. And then they traded him to Houston, and that was where he exploded into this just offensive specialty. But now the talk is that his lack of commitment to basketball is starting to actually show up in the statistics. His numbers have gone down slightly every year the past two years. So granted, a lot of chaos. He's been in a lot of different teams and just a lot of weird situations. But... A lot of people are starting to say there's clearly decline in him as a player. Um, but he's, he doesn't have to be the guy now. He's in Philly where he can be the second guy to Joel Embiid. So maybe there's still time for him to win a ring somewhere. But the door's closing on James Harden as well. And the truth is, between both of them, not a huge history of winning. Between all three of them, even Kevin Durant. Other than the Golden State situation and the time when the Thunder all went together, Kevin Durant doesn't have a massive history of, of, of success either. And it's this weird thing where, like, people will have this weird conversation on the radio on the sports talks where they go, well, I mean, besides Kevin Durant and LeBron James, like, who's the next best player in the league? And I'm like, why are those two on the same level? Like, <laughs> yeah, one of them one of them is clearly better than the other one. <laughs> who is who is it that's just rounding up on Kevin Durant because he got two rings with Golden State? Like, what is this? It's like you know who else has two rings with Golden State? Oh God, I'm gonna forget his name. Who's the, who's it? Clay Thompson. <laughs> yeah, you don't like Clay Thompson. I forget about that. Clay Thompson's he's, back now, and he doesn't look too too bad. You know, coming back from Achilles and an ACL. Um, he's fine, but again, like. This Golden State team is like run ragged. Like this is like their golden years. Ha ha ha. Yeah, done. All those guys now are still together. They kept the core of that team together, but they're now in 33, 34 years old. So it's 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 clearly about what the other set of players on that team do. Um, but the reality is, I mean, Kevin Durant, other than the Golden State run, I don't know who it was that sat around and was like, he he's he's immediately goat status. What do you mean, Corey? He solidified the years, bro. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. No. No. They wouldn't have won. What the, like, what was it? If you Five finals two, appearance? Yeah. If you minus the two Golden State years and look at Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, and James Harden, you look at their the rest of their playoff history. James Harden's the most successful of the three of them with, like, several conference finals appearances with the Rockets. But then past that, like, the Nets last year, I think they went out in the second round. You know, when you when you, when you pull back the uh, the layer here, it, it definitely seems really bad. <laughs> yeah, they're not 
great. I mean, I don't know. I don't... No, they're like they're obviously great players, but they're not like their basketball skill is amazing. But it goes right in the Carmelo Anthony Avenue of like every people keep getting excited about him, and I'm just not sure why. No, like I understand the excitement, but like I don't like if you're gonna be like a raw numbers guy, like these are some of the best players in the league, and you're like, yeah, I guess, but like they can't win anything, <laughs> right? Like, I don't, I mean, I don't know, man. It's just it's it 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 feels like it's it's pretty cut and dry based on the. I mean, now exhaustive history of these players, nine years, ten years in the league, like they are who they are. Yeah, it's, they're they're good. They're well above average. Are they but, the best players in the league? But are they are they worthy of this weird conversation where someone's like Kevin Durant's one of the best players in the NBA? Eh. No. Yeah, like I feel like I feel like the reason like LeBron James has that title is because he's been in the game for what a fucking twenty thousand years at this point. I think it's 18 seasons, 14 seasons, something like that, but he's been in the finals 10 years. No one had ever been in the finals 10 years in a row before him. And the fact that he just creates these absolute, like, he's yeah, taking second, teams that are nothing to the championships second he goes out to those of teams, nowhere. Exactly, yeah, they're immediately contenders the second he shows up. All right, we're going to jump out to a break. We come back, we got two pretty short segments left, but yeah, there's a lot going on in the sports world, but I, you know what? I, I've got questions, man. I've got questions. Uh, we got a little bit left of Nerd Thug Radio. Stay tuned. Attention, real estate investors. Have you sold properties using seller financing? Call Sal. Do you collect monthly payments from a mortgage note but want a lump sum cash offer? Call Sal. Do you have a rent-to-own property but want to cash out? Call Sal. We pay cash today for your cash flow assets. If you would like a lump sum offer on your asset, please call Sal. We can present a same-day offer so you can get cash in your hands as quickly as possible. Call Sal at M5X Mortgage Note Solutions now. 619-922-0176. 619-922-0176. Corey DLG here of Nerd Thug Radio. Wanted to let you guys know about Dragon's Lair, Houston North. Right there at 21151 State Highway 249, Houston, Texas 77070. The Dragon's Lair has got a full range of comics and games as well as comics, graphic novels, manga, and one of Houston's largest selections of board, card, and miniature gaming. That's Dragon's Lair right there at 249 in Luetta Road. Come hang out. Let them know Nerd Thug Radio sent you. Owing money to the IRS is not the end of the world. All is not lost. But it won't go away on its own. Hi, I'm Thelma, a certified tax strategist and the owner of Success Tax Help. The IRS is a special type of creditor who can garnish your paycheck, levy your bank account, and seize all of your assets. The good news is Success Tax Help can help you. Give us a call today. Our number is 832-856-2974. We're a full-service tax defense firm with over 60 years of combined IRS experience. Welcome back to Up Late with Nerd Thug Radio. This is Corey DLG, and with me as always is uh, Little Brother Nico. Yes, man. All right, so there's two shows that have debuted here recently on the streaming services that are wildly different, but both worth checking out obviously moon Knight on disney plus has been interesting so far it's definitely worth checking out um this other one that we're gonna this other one is the one i'm gonna talk about though it's weird bro what is it? <laughs> it's weird uh i told you about this off the air it's the guardians of justice oh yes however the full title is the guardians of justice parentheses will save you exclamation point close parentheses 
All right. Um, just to give you an idea, the first episode is titled "It Was Murder," she said. Um, it's different to watch. It's different. It combines live action with animation, with claymation, with different types of things. There's clips that look like they're ripped from arcade games. There's all kinds of different stuff that happens in here. Uh, it's a very uh, kind of B-list cast. Uh, Diamond Dallas Page plays a character named Nighthawk, who's a bit of a ripoff of Batman. The premise for this whole show is that there's a Justice League-type type team who's been protecting the world, and their leader is a guy named Marvelous Man, who's played by Will Yoon Lee, who's in some things. He's famous. Uh, he's probably the most screen famous of everyone on the show. Uh, second most, I would say. And in the very first episode, he kills himself. Commits suicide with basically a kryptonite bullet. He's basically Superman, and he kills himself with basically a kryptonite bullet. Um, it's definitely interesting. It's definitely weird. It's crazy. Uh, Denise Richards plays Lois Lane, basically, in this story. She's a spy who... Marvelous man falls in love with and marries. Um, although there's a lot of twisted turns in the show that are worth watching, so I don't want to reveal too too much. But the cast is relatively unknown. There's some weird, like, <laughs> so Zachary Ty Bryan. Uh, if you ever watched the show Home Improvement, he was the oldest son. There was a moment where all three sons looked like they were going to, well, at least two of them, him and Jonathan Taylor Thomas looked like they were both were going to become famous actors of their own. Jonathan Taylor Thomas was Simba and Lion King was cast in a couple other movies, did a comedy with Chevy Chase. Like he was on his way to somewhere. And Zachary Ty Bryan was sort of this like teen tiger beat heartthrob type guy. And it's never really happened for either one of them for different reasons. Just never really just burp, burp, burp. Um, funny. But Zachary Ty Bryan plays the advisor to the president who they list his character name as Mike. <laughs> what a legend. <laughs> um, anyway, and like I said, they, they definitely... It's an interesting show. There's a, lot, there's a lot of cool things to it. But like a ton of screen time goes to this girl, Sharni Vinson. She's known as The Speed. The Speed. Uh, She's basically a version of Flash. She's Australian. She's doing her own investigation as well into what happened with the Marvelous Man. Um, very much. Uh, the acting's not great. You can feel <laughs> the inexperience in a lot of scenes from a lot of these people. A lot of these people you'll you'll look at and you'll feel like you've seen them somewhere before, but you can't quite place where. Um. And that's kind of most of this cast. Uh, Kellen Lutz, it looks like he was one of the gladiators in, I think, the old Spartacus show on HBO. Nice, obviously, super relevant to this conversation. He plays King Tsunami. Stop, let me guess, Aquaman? Yeah, but way more fishy, but yeah. What do you mean more? How do you get more fishy than Aquaman? Uh, like he looks like a fish more, like body paint and gills and the whole bit. Oh, so more like uh the the fish guy from Invincible. 
Yeah, 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 not quite that fishy, but yeah. Um, but, in between point of those two fish people. Yeah, basically. Um, they, I mean, they do a great job with the show. Like, there's a lot of interesting stuff that happens. Jane Seymour is in the show a little bit. She was Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. Okay. Um, Andy Milanakis plays like a TV commentator type guy. That's funny. I love to see him in things. He's a weirdo. He really is. That's why I love seeing him places because I'm like, he's so strange. He's a little weird dude. That's for sure. Uh, it's a weird show. Like as I was watching it, I kept okay. I want to watch the whole thing in one night, but I kept wondering to myself, like, am I watching because this is good, or am I watching because I I want to see what happens next? I mean, those are basically the same thing. No, no, <laughs> no. If you're talking about audience retention, then yes. Usually, I know if I'm watching something that's good. Yeah, but this was this kept your attention. <laughs> I almost never even asked the question: Am I watching something good? If I'm watching something good, um, it's interesting. If you've got the time, the first episode kind of sets the tone. If you can watch the first episode and enjoy it, then you'll like the whole series. Tons of little drops and details wind up being relevant throughout. So it is a well-written show. So you're telling me that this is just way better than Jupiter's Legacy. Oh, for, uh, yes. Easily yes, even though it's made clearly cheaper. Man, which is uh, truly a tragedy because that show was really bad. Yeah, Jupiter's Legacy. Uh, yeah, man, I don't know where they missed on that one, but they missed bad. Uh, this one kind of still misses, but it gets a lot closer. Like, there's a lot more interesting stuff going on in this one. If anything, at least the visual style is cool. It, no, for sure. It definitely has an interesting visual style. And then that alone is worth talking about. It takes it takes all of its cues from comics. You can see all of the homages and who they are. Uh, awesome Man... Um, is one of the characters, and he is essentially uh, the powers of Shazam. He says his magic word, and he has the power of seven gods. Um, yeah, they were not subtle in their no. copies of guys. <laughs> no, the, some of them they weren't. Um, but I mean, it, it's definitely worth checking out. It, it really was interesting. And like I said, if you could watch the first episode and be like, man, yeah, okay, I'm into this, then you can watch the whole series. Uh, apparently, it came out, apparently, it debuted in March. Of this year, so just last month, um, it took about half of the first episode for me to realize it was Diamond Dallas Page. Like I recognized the voice. Okay, I was like, where, have I, where do I know this guy from? <laughs> yeah. And then when I realized who it was, I was like, "Oh, that's kind of an interesting choice." And then it was when you think about it, like a battered old wrestler would easily portray like a battered old vigilante like yeah it's basically the same job <laughs> yeah i kind of i came to appreciate that casting more and more as the year as the show went on although he does do this annoying thing where he just doesn't stop smoking cigars through the whole show <laughs> and i feel like that's more of a ddp thing than an acting thing like i don't think he thought like my character would smoke cigars i think ddp was like i'm gonna smoke the cigar i don't care for filming 
they're like, no, you get to be this character. And he's like, can I smoke a cigar as the character? And they're like, I mean, I guess. And they're like, fantastic. He's like, yeah, I've really been getting into my character and I've decided he would smoke cigars. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, if we find out like DDP doesn't like cigars at all, that would be really impressive. But like, It's the other way. He's so into the character. They're like, no, he has to smoke cigars. And he's like, all right. <laughs> But literally, I feel like it might even be the same cigar the whole time, but it's he's smoking it the whole show. That's funny. And I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> Look, um, he's dedicated. But it's Silas, it's not a bad show. There's a lot of interesting moments to it. It's a real mystery. It's a who did it and who and how did they do it? And it keeps you thinking and looking at it all the way up until you realize what's going on and you're like, Oh shit, that wasn't terrible. Oh, I guess do I love me say that. Oh, do well. do love me and oh done it. Who done it? But yeah, it's definitely interesting. Um, we got like what two minutes left? Yeah, uh, no, we have a little bit more time. Okay, good. By so that, let's I jump out to a like... break, and we come back. We got one more segment of Nerd Thug Radio. Hey, everybody! Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio, letting you know about Tanks Paintball. It's open every single weekend, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays, and they also have a great discounted package for a twenty dollars paintball happy hour. That lets you get standard rental gear and 100 paintballs, all for just $20. Get on out to 22011 Southwest Freeway in Richmond, Texas, or call 281-342-5885. Make sure to go hang out at Tanks Paintball and have an awesome, awesome weekend shooting all of your friends. Hey guys, it's Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio, letting you guys know about Dragon's Lair's gaming schedule. Every Monday, they've got Magic the Gathering Commander going on, and on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, they have Dungeons and Dragons. That's what I get down on. Uh, Warhammer on Fridays, as well as Friday Night Magic. Every Friday, as well as monthly tournaments. Dragon's Layers, where nerds go to get their game on. Right there, Luetta and 249. 211-51 State Highway, 249, Houston, Texas, 77070. Well, welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. This is Corey DLG, and with me as always, little brother Nico. And as always, we do want to remind you to check out the Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More's Roku page. Um, they got a lot of cool videos going on there, unboxings, unclippings of, of, of other things, and Chaz Von Graves is on there doing his thing. Um, yeah, man, you know, Adventure Begins has been great to us. Make sure to check them out, or and as always, make sure to check out your local comic book shops and just get your your nerd on with us, just like we do. I like to go to my stores and play my Dungeons and Dragons and get my comic books and do all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, as always, support local. Um, yeah, important. It's very important. Not too, too much left to talk about here in the wrap-up. I guess we could talk about some things we got going on. What do you got coming up next, man? You're going to be in another card game soon? Yeah, I'll be in, I'll be in every card game known to man. <laughs> it uh, seems that way. <laughs> and there, there's, like, more coming up, but I'm like, I can't keep spending money like this, but I, I, I'm too invested in everything. <laughs> just, keep, just, just keep counting on your underperforming store to, to push us through. It's true. Uh, yeah, I know, right? They keep bullying me, but actually, I'm doing better. They're like, "Hey, guys, I'm just, I'm actually sorry. You're actually doing way better than I thought we were." It's just weird that they would send an email like that. Well, and what people don't know, so Nico, uh, on the side, he buys and sells cards to the different card games, and there's a website that he does it all through. And like, I guess their analytics send you like performance letters, letting you know how you compare to other places, which is a weird thing to do. Uh, but as they do it. Um, <laughs> they recently sent him one where they basically told him like that he was doing terrible for his data points. 
like other people who do those kind of numbers or other people who have that kind of inventory are like doing X amount more than him. And then it turns out uh, those were storefronts. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're like comparing me to like hobby stores and other things. And I'm like, dude, I'm a guy living out of my house, like selling this, like <laughs> one person. Like, I'm... Uh... it's so yeah, silly. And they're like, oh, actually, you're actually doing great. I don't know why we did that. <laughs> They sent you a new one now where they're like, our bad. <laughs> they're like, actually, you're doing pretty baller. Sorry. So weird. Thrashing me right now. <laughs> it's definitely a weird thing to even feel the need to do. I don't know why they would. <laughs> Strange world we live in, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> These weird passive aggressive letters. Do more. <laughs> we, don't, we really expect you to do better. <laughs> like. <laughs> Like, I pay you 10% off everything I sell. Like, what do you mean, yeah, do better? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's why they're pushing you. They're like, hey, man, we're either going to jump your cut or you're going to, you need to sell more cards. Like, <laughs> Jesus. Leave me alone. It's rough. It's rough out there. That's freaking eBay, man. Like, they were the worst for a long time. You know, I'm really thinking about PayPal sometimes. All good numbers, but they take a. <laughs> A good chunk, like obviously, the more you charge, the bigger an invoice, the bigger percentage they take from it, or the more money they take, same percentage that's how percentages work. Yeah, but on some of these invoices, I charge when when I get my actual bag from them, it's a it hurts. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's what that's why I stopped selling on eBay for because I had an eBay store for about a year and a half, almost two years. And I did all my business through there, but like, man, like they upped their rates and then they had to deal with PayPal. And then after they got rid of PayPal, they upped their rates again. So like it, like it didn't matter. That's nuts. They, they get rid of PayPal. So you save a little bit of money and then they go after the money they saved you. It's exactly what happened. They're like, oh, we'll take, you know, 8% and then PayPal's like they're or 2% or whatever, and it's like, okay, I can deal with that. And then eBay's like, nah, just kidding, we got rid of PayPal, now you got a 15% charge, and it's like, oh my god. 15% is like real, that's like a, I mean... That's a giant chunk. That's a six. At that point, they're like an actual partner in your business. Yeah, it's huge. That's why I stopped selling on there. I was like, you guys can show that I paid no 15%. Jesus. Yeah, that's a nuts number, man. Well, on... On one invoice, I mean, it's a it's it's a big number that we that we that we deal with. I, I feel it's a big number that we deal with on them. But from what I send them an invoice, which is what they pay, to what hits my account, it's already short like fifteen bucks. And then if I instant transfer, it's it's out another like ten or twelve. Yeah, and it's like wow, it's a good amount of money I'm putting back. Freaking eBay, man. PayPal, they're slaughtering us on these. That's, I mean, that's, uh, unfortunately, that's just the way, you know, you pay for convenience. I'm moving over to Bitcoin. Nah, dude, I'm moving over to exclusively cash in envelopes. <laughs> Mob style. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should just launch our own crypto. Terrible idea. <laughs> and with all that, uh, I guess we're about wrapping up time. Yep. All right, we're going to jump out of here. We do want to thank everybody for listening. Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, with Easter coming up, we want to remind everybody to be safe, take care of friends and family, have a great time, enjoy yourselves. Come hang out with us next weekend right here, Nerd Thug Radio.